I'm Stephen Hunt. Welcome to the Active Performance Podcast, a podcast that gives top global managers and their teams the confidence and power of clarity to grow their international business in innovative ways. This week, how to include the lone wolf in your team. You've got a global team. How do you make sure that the introverts get involved? A few weeks ago, a senior global manager that I'm advising had a question about a challenge he's got with an introvert in the team of managers that he leads. And I thought it might be interesting for us to share that today. The challenge is this. He has one person who doesn't get involved. We could describe that person as a lone wolf. The person does his work and he's good at it. But when the team meets, he doesn't say much. And at team events, like a team dinner or drinks, he either doesn't go or he goes home early. The global manager's question was, how do I include the lone wolf in a team that's actually doing well? In other words, how do I include the person without destroying the performance in the team. So this is how we ran through that issue. First of all, it's important to define the problem that we're solving. So a quick checklist to focus your diagnosis. And you know, it's a good idea just to work through these questions so that you're clear on what exactly you're trying to solve here. So the first question would be, does this person like being on his own? Is he an introvert or is he actually really lonely? Question two, are we dealing with a language problem or a cultural difference? Because on global teams, as we all know, language can be a barrier, as can different cultural approaches to decision making, to discussions and to getting work done. Question number three, is the lone wolf's performance acceptable? And in this particular case, the manager, the global manager said, yes, he's actually above average. There's no problem with the individual performance. Question four is around group motivation. The people that this lone wolf leads, so the people he manages, are they happy with his performance? Does the group get good results? If the people that the lone wolf leads are happy and are getting what they're wanting, well, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Dialoguing through that checklist, make sure that we're defining the exact problem. So we'll assume that it is indeed that he's introverted and you want to include him more in certain things that the group's doing. There are four factors to consider before involving anyone in teamwork. There's a natural temptation to rush in, to charge in and get the lone wolf to be like you. I'd advise against that. Instead, take a few minutes to get clarity because it saves a lot of headaches and heartache later on. The first factor is the rationale. Why? Why do you need to involve this person more? The second factor is the benefits. What do you want him to do? What value can he add to the group? The third factor are limits. What are the limits? In other words, what do you not expect him to do? And the fourth factor is your plan, your implementation plan. How are you going to make it happen? And as I said to the global manager, the idea is we work through these four factors, the rationale, benefits, limits, and your implementation plan This saves time and you get clarity on what you're doing and why you're doing it. An important point in all of this is it's not about your ego. You'd be surprised how often the team lead starts with the atmosphere in the group will be better. 
When I hear those words, it'll be nicer, the atmosphere will be better, the alarm bells start ringing. Total harmony in any group is just as dangerous as chaos, and it's just as dangerous as out-of-control conflict. You certainly don't want a group of clones. Friction, healthy friction, constructive criticism is how groups, and particularly management groups, grow. Secondly, a manager who wants a permanently nice atmosphere has ego problems. It indicates low self-esteem and weak confidence. Confident managers deal with differences between people confidently. Managers with ego problems instinctively hire people like them. They hire and promote clones of themselves. So as the team lead, you have to be confident. You want to create a healthy, respectful level of conflict in your group. And that includes maybe having introverts and letting them be introverts. The next point is that the benefits of a lone wolf are not what most managers think. Introverts have as much to offer as extroverts. Benefits include bringing a calm, reasoned perspective into the room. It gives the group stability. And in my experience, there's a huge benefit which introverts bring. Because they are independent, the two massive advantages are they're less likely to fall into the trap of groupthink and they see opportunities that the rest of the management team don't see. The bottom line is when a team is stuck, it's the introverts that get them unstuck with a fresh insight or a new perspective and that can be of really high value to any team. You need to be clear about your channels of interpersonal connection. Lone wolves are like anyone else. People get involved when you involve them as a person and the easiest way to do that is to make the person feel important. Every time you talk, imagine the person has a big I on his head. That's the letter I. The I stands for important. Your task is to get into a trustful dialogue and find out what's important for that person. Do that and you'll quickly find multiple channels of connection, not just job titles and not just formal roles. When you get clarity on your channels of connection, you will automatically have different ways of involving the lone wolf and that in itself can often resolve the problem that this global manager had. The next big point is then it's vital to exchange expectations and agree standards of performance. Introverts can seem slow to respond to group communication, especially this is the case when two or three extroverts are pinging ideas backwards and forth and dominating the conversations. That isn't an excuse for the introvert not to contribute. These are minimum standards of performance that you expect from the introvert so that the work gets done. I have no problem with people quietly getting on with leading their groups. But one of the things I insist on is hearing bad news first. So one standard to give him is the freedom he wants to do with his group. And in return, he'll share the bad news and performance problems with you as soon as they happen. And what you're going to do here is set up agreed standards that you expect of each other so that you make the most of your working relationship. To sum up, don't try and don't expect to make an extrovert out of an introvert. There's no need and there's little benefit. If you do decide to include the lone wolf more, figure out why first. What's the rationale for doing it? Then get clarity on the benefits and the realistic limits of what is achievable. And finally, put together a clear roadmap for implementation.
That's how you efficiently and effectively get the lone wolf into the group while keeping all of the advantages that introverts naturally bring. I'm Stephen Hunt. If you'd like to find out more about me or the services that I offer, please go to stephenhunt.net or find me on LinkedIn. You'll find more resources there on the themes we cover in this podcast. Join me next time for more on how top global managers use confidence and the power of clarity to grow their business.